0: You are locked on Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Did you call? Hello and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Wizards podcast, your daily conversation about the Washington Wizards. Ben standing here, hope you guys are rocking and rolling and whatnot, especially considering there's been some late nights in these parts. Got even later this past one because of the whole uh, turn, uh, fast forward the clock, we lose an hour and we do it at a point where the Wizards are keeping us up. Super late with these West Coast overtime games, but I guess the fans are not going to be sad about it, seeing as how the Wizards continue to thrill another unbelievable win last night at Portland coming back from 21 points down at halftime, down nine with four minutes to go essentially in regulation, and they, it's all, it all gets capped by a Markeith Morris jumper with four-tenths of a second to go. I recapped that one on a podcast. Technically, it was this morning, but... Uh, Essentially, last night, you can find that on iTunes or anywhere else you do your podcasting there as well, along along with other Wizards musings along the way. For today's podcast, I recorded one last night with Scott Jackson from ESPN 980. We did it at halftime of the Wizards Portland game. He was over at CSN studio, so I went over there to hang out. So we had a that break at halftime, and we, as you'll tell... We kind of were making jokes like, "Hey, the Wizards, this might be the night where they where they blow it, but you never know." And obviously, we know what happened. You you, you will also hear uh, brief cameo appearances from CSN anchor Chris Miller and Wizards analyst Ron Thompson. As and you'll hear, I believe Chris trying to belt out a little bit of Belbiv Devo because Belbiv Devo was going to be at Verizon Center, for, I think for Friday's. Uh, game the the post game show I'm I'm actually legitimately excited about that so um, but anyway the what, what what Scott and I talked about was the idea that hey Golden State just sat a bunch of their guys Saturday night in a, in, a, in a game against San Antonio presumably for rest right they, they kind of know where they're going in the playoffs they kind of know what's at stake and I guess Steve Kerr decided hey with this with the with the crazy schedule we need to give guys a break. He sat them. You know what? The Wizards are sort of going the other way. They're playing heavy minutes. And so Scott and I went through the discussion of, hey, should Scott Brooks consider sitting players? What does that mean? You you know, if you sit guys, you lose a game, maybe that costs you a seed in the standings. Right now, the Wizards are the second seed in the East. That would mean they would have home court advantage in the first two rounds of the playoffs. And they're only two and a half games behind Cleveland right now. I don't want to get too crazy, but they're not that far back out of the top seed. And so it's a, we, we, we discussed that aspect of it and just some other things about the team, kind of what's been standing out to us as we've been going along. So I'll play that for you guys in just a moment. What I'm also going to talk about today is I just looked up a few different stats about the Wizards that I think are um, sort of interesting, kind of about where things stand right now, both in terms of minutes, but also some changes we've seen from this team uh, post-All-Star game versus the whole, the whole season. I am also going to, uh, later today, I'm going to drive out to Mount St. Mary's College where the Mount St. Mary's basketball, men's basketball team will be waiting to find out where they will be playing in, on as part of March Madness for the NCAA tournament. They qualified by winning the NEC Northeastern Conference Tournament. They also won the regular season championship. Congrats to them and, and to Coach Jamie and Christian, who, if you remember, was the very first college basketball guest I had on this podcast way back when, when they were starting off with a brutal schedule, so many games on the road. But Jamie Jamie and Christian, he talked to us that day. He got a method to the madness, what he was trying to instill in his team, get them tough for down the stretch. Clearly, it paid off. So I'm going go to go hang out with him for a little bit, and I'm going to figure out a way to put together a little bit of an NCAA tournament uh podcast uh i've got some sound from Jamie and Christian i've got sound from Villanova coach Jay Wright and maybe i'll figure out have somebody come on with me and maybe we'll we'll do some nca tournament bracket talk uh if you're an nba fan you've you're filling out a bracket right we all know this so, so we'll get into that i definitely can promise you this is the least prepared i've been for an nca tournament bracket ever but we'll have some fun we'll figure out um how to get this how to get this going? Mm-hmm. So, so let's talk about the Wizards right now, though. Here on the Locked On Wizards podcast, and then in terms of minutes, like I was looking up a couple of stats here, and you know, it is definitely there's def. I don't, don't want to step on the toes of what I'm, what, what Scott and I are gonna talk about too much, but there is an argument to be made that maybe. The Wizards are playing, or Scott Brooks is playing some of these guys too many minutes. Um, the argument would simply be this: What do you ha- what are you going to have left in the tank come late April, May, and and you know maybe if you get beyond that into June, um, the playoff structure as such that there's no back to backs anymore. In the first round, you might have two days off, so there's an opportunity there to rest. But at the same point, the rotations shorten. You're going to demand more minutes out of out of your starters, your main players. But like I said, you also got to play for the seeding. I don't know if they're playing for for the, for the idea of getting the 50 wins. Maybe. I mean, that's obviously something that's been discussed in these parts forever. Um, the Wizards now 41 and 24 with 17 games left. So you know you can do the math. They only need nine more to get. I mean they basically just have to go one game over 500 to get the 50 wins. That's not even that impressive, but you know, you, you don't want to limp into the playoffs with a basic 500 record over the last 17 games. Um John Wall's minutes, they've not been going down since uh since Brandon Jennings was acquired. Um but just to sort of put a point on it, since February 1st, John Wall leads the NBA with 38.4 minutes. That's a lot of tread on those tires and bradley beal is 12th in minutes and i believe that's the for a team in contention that's the highest for any it's sort of the highest combination for any duo i think lebron i want to say a second or third in minutes and kyrie irving is a few steps behind bradley beal um but obviously the wizards Look, knock on wood. They've been pretty. They've been healthy this year. John Wall and Bradley Beal don't look like two players that were that were dealing with injuries last year. But John Wall looked to be rather spry in that fourth quarter against fourth quarter in overtime against Portland. He was just charging down the court time and time again on fast breaks. He's just turned into an unbelievable. Not turned into. Let me let me stop that nonsense. He's just continued to become an unbelievable force in the fast break. It just feels like he's even more relentless of of late. Than he has even at his peak career, he just gets the ball and he's just gone. Um, so it's not so some minutes are different than others. His thirty-eight point four minutes, those are high energy minutes, at least on offense. Maybe defense once in a while he he goes in the coast mode, but offensively he is definitely flying around. And he's also flying around. He's taking his, his body takes a beating constantly hitting the deck. He's going when he attacks the rim, knowing he's going to get hit on the way to the basket. He lands hard on the court, so he's taking a beating. Um, So anyway, so Scott and I will talk more about that. But here's some other stats uh, for John Wall. Since February 1st, I grant you somewhat of an arbitrary date, but hey, you know, got to pick something. Uh, Since then, he leads the NBA in assists with 12.2. Just to show the gap, the next second place is Ricky Rubio and James Harden are tied at 10.4. That is a massive uh, gap right now for John Wall. By comparison, on the season, James Harden leads all players with 11.2 assists. Wall second at 10.8. So that gap is pretty steep. And you know, a, a month and a half almost. That that's not that's not nothing. Uh, John Wall also more John Wall stats. He's 15th in scoring at 23.9 since February 1st. And I've said this before that you know we're coming up with all these. Reasons why the Wizards are better. And, you know, my, my stance now for some time, you guys have heard me say this. Wall and Beale are playing. The, it, it may be just as simple as that. Bradley Beale has certainly already eclipsed his production from a year ago, um, not to mention just for his career, but he's playing, he's playing, and he's playing at a very high level. Same with John Wall simultaneously. And, you know, the, you need your best players to play. Look, I mean, Kevin Durant is missing time for Golden State. They're not. Looking as as, as good, the the Cavaliers have not been as good since Kevin Love went down. Toronto missing Kyle Lowry, same thing. So the Wizards have been in this boat for several years, and uh, you know people like when 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 you bring up injuries, some people just don't want to take that as an excuse. I don't always know how that's how that can make sense. And that's, a, and that's, by the way, only talking about sort of the obvious injury, i.e. the guy misses seven games. It doesn't even factor in, as kind of was the case with Wall last year. He didn't... We didn't so much discuss his injuries until he was ruled out. But, you know, he was clearly, obviously... We knew, I mean, we, we knew it, meaning the people who are around the team could see it, and we, it was discussed. But it's not an over-the-top, hey, he's out two months because of a leg injury, the way that people would recognize... Some injuries, So, um, you know, I, I, I've never been a believer in, you know, just in generally speaking, say, ah, pff, injuries, who cares? That's not a big factor. And clearly, it's a factor um, at times. Now, as for Bradley Beal, some of his numbers since February 1st, mm-hmm. scoring, he is ninth in the NBA at 26.5 points per game. He's shooting 46.3% from three and 52.7% from the field. Uh, Those numbers stood out to me, and on the season, Bradley Beal, uh, let me uh, pull up his season numbers here, he is shooting better than 48% from the field, he's shooting better than 40% from three, and he's shooting better than 80% from the free throw line, obviously that's pretty good. Actually, let's give you the exact numbers here from the field, 48.5%. That would easily be a career high. His best career percentage before this year, 44.9. That was last year he's shooting 40.9% from three. That would right now match his best ever. Uh, That was set in the 2014, 15 season. He's shooting 81.9% from the free throw line. He's never topped 80% in his career, which was always bizarre to me. I heard somebody once tell me that injuries play a factor um in in that uh in free throw percentage more than people want to realize and and clearly the guy looks like he's healthier and, and that's helping that that's helping the cause and of course tw- his 23.2 points per game would definitely is definitely a career high. His career high his career best before this year 17.4 last year. Um while we're at it, he's at 61 games. Last year he played in 55 in 2014 1563 his career high 73 in the in his second year the 2013 14 season so the wizards have 17 games left he could easily surpass that if they keep this going and scott brooks decides to let his guys play this thing out but so i so i saw beale's numbers and i thought them and i want to look this up just to see kind of where those numbers are so i looked it up and i and i, I wanted to see how many nba players are shooting 48 percent or better from the field 40% are better from 3, 80% are better from the free throw line, and you know, just to be I made it such that guys were had played at least 20 games and were taking at least five field goal attempts a game, you right? So, you know, not getting some guy who's taken one, you know, one or two shots a game or somebody's barely played. You, you do that via nba.com and you come back with four players in the NBA. Seth Curry on Dallas, who I somebody that I pushed for the Wizards to get this offseason, they didn't listen to me. Uh, CJ McCollum with Portland we saw what 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 he what he can do of course uh, in in last night's uh Wizards win he had 34 points he was absolutely torching them in the first half but he was actually not a, a non-factor offensively the fourth quarter in overtime and the other two players Otto Porter and Bradley Beal so four players in the NBA are shooting better than 48% from the field 40% from 3 80% on free throws and two of them Play for the Washington Wizards goes without saying. The Wizards are going to go where their starting lineup takes them. But let me just also give some credit to the defense, right? Because I'm sorry. Let me give some credit to the bench. Yeah, no, no credit to the defense. Sorry, <laughs> the defense has definitely not been um, has definitely not been cooking for the uh, for the Wizards to say uh, to say the. Mentioned this on last night's podcast, but you know, look, the Wizards bench the, at the start of the fourth quarter, they were the Wizards were down nine. And the Wizards had their um, four bench players plus Otto Porter on the court Jennings, uh, Thomas Satoransky got in there, Jan Mahimi, uh, Boyan Bogdanovic. Portland scores the first basket to the fourth quarter to make it 11. But by the time uh, John Wall gets back in the game. But the time, but time Wall and Beal get back in with 5.43 left in the game, in regulation, the Wizards had already cut it to one, and right before they came back in, uh, Al Farouk Aminu hit a three-pointer to put Portland up four. So the bench brought the Wizards back. And look, we all know what happened for most of this year. I'm not saying this bench is the greatest bench of all time, but we know what would happen before. You, you It was just so difficult for the Wizards to sustain any momentum when the bench came in and last night was a great example of how, they, how different things <clears throat> look. Uh, you know, Bogdanovich has obviously been a huge threat for them offensively. He got his three-point mojo back a little bit last night, hitting two for four from the from deep, and he finished with 11 points. Jan Mahimi has certainly been more and more active. Um, he, he Especially, you know, on both ends of the court, uh, didn't have a huge night statistically last night, but, you know, we saw in the in the win against Sacramento, how much of a factor he was. Um, Brandon Jennings, you know, you're going to live, there's going to be some up and downs. There's no argument to it, but he can move. He can get the offense going. He can, he can pick up the pace. He can score a little bit on his own. His outside shot. You don't want to, you, you don't love, but uh, you know, it's better than what they had. And of course, you know, Jason Smith, the energy that he provides, not, not well, last night wasn't vintage, a vintage Jason Smith night, but we saw that against, uh, Sacramento, and you know uh, Scott Brooks went out of his way to praise the six minutes and change that Satoransky played in the fourth quarter, and those were the only minutes he played. But so so let's take a look here at some of the bench numbers since the All Star break. So that's only well, let me go back on the season. The Wizards' bench is playing 14 and a half minutes a game, 29th in the league. Since the All Star break, it's bumped up to 15.8. Remember Bogdanovich only arrived. His first game was the first game. Back from the break, Brandon Jennings uh, came in a few games later. Um, Like we just said, Wall, Beal, et cetera, they're playing still heavy minutes, so the minutes haven't been cut too much, but at least a little bit more. And, um, you know, I I think we can see they just have a much more professional-looking group, especially when you have Mahimi Bogdanovich, Jennings, and Smith out there together, and maybe throw in a Sadoransky. So here's what some other numbers to compare. On the season, the Wizards are 29th in bench scoring at 24.5 points per game. Since the All-Star break, they're 23rd, averaging 30.5. Obviously, Bogdanovich is a massive reason why there. Net rating, not a huge difference. So we're talking about points per 100 possessions, how many you're scoring versus how many you're giving up. The Wizards on the season, 28th at, five, at, at negative 5.7. Since the All-Star break, they're at negative 5.4, but they're 21st. So you have to compare it to everybody else, and they've moved up uh, quite a bit. You know, we've always said, we were always saying, what would happen if the Wizards bench could at least get close to neutral? Not saying they have to dominate, but at least get close to neutral. We're starting to see that a little bit uh, more and more. That breakdown specifically looks something like this. On the season, the Wizards 26 in offensive net rating, 25th in defensive net rating since the all-star break. They're still 26 in defensive net rating. The numbers are actually worse, but of course the team as a whole has been, has been a train wreck on defensive, particularly on this road trip. But offensively is where you see a big jump. They're up to 14th in offense from 26 on the season up to uh, 105.9 points per 100 possessions on the year. 102.6 again, prior to the trade for Bogdanovich and prior to adding Brandon Jennings, you really didn't have almost anything in the way of consistent offense coming uh, coming off the bench. And also you look Jan Mahimi is more or less just getting back since the All-Star break as well. He came in a little bit before the break, but but not but not so much. Um but yeah, before Bogdanovich, I mean what were they getting? The, the random Kelly Oubre um breakout or, or or Trey Burke would hit a couple of shots here and there, Jason Smith might have a moment, but they didn't have much going on. They've got more going on now, and that's going to be a huge opportunity uh for them if their bench can be solid and by the way, like Cleveland's bench has not been that impressive uh, Boston's got a deeper bench for sure Toronto, especially if Kyle Lowry comes back sooner than later for them has options for them that can move Corey Joseph back to the bench and that that'll help them out a lot so. Interesting, interesting look there. It, the starters are what is fueling this, particularly John Wall and Bradley Beal fueling the Wizards having the best record in the NBA, basically over the last two months. Um, but the bench, last night was a sneaky, subtle example of how the improved bench play is helping them not just in, in not just be neutral at times, but in, in last night's case, help them really bring bring it back. And uh, that's what they're going to need in the playoffs. There'll be nights where John Wall and Bradley Beal are not cooking for whatever the reason, and you need other guys to step in. And right there's an opportunity uh, for the Wizards. Uh, Looking like their bench may be able to help them out way, way, way more than it did earlier in the year. All right, I just talked longer than I thought I would, but let's get into this. Uh, Scott Jackson and I didn't talk too, too long, so here we go. Myself, Scott Jackson, talking Wizards minutes plus cameos from Chris Miller and Ron Thompson talking Bell Bib DeVoe or something like that. All right. Uh, I'm here with uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Scott Jackson. <laughs> we are talking at halftime of the Wizards-Portland game on Saturday night. It's not looking good at the moment, but we'll see what happens later. And one question that will be happening here later in this game, Scott, is at, will there be a point where Scott Brooks decides to rest, guys? And that the, the issue of rest is going to be a topic that's going to come up the rest of the year because John Wall is playing a ton of minutes, Bradley Beal is playing a lot of minutes, and clearly the Wizards are going to make the playoffs, but now it's about seeding, but it's also about what do you got left in the tank when it comes time for the playoffs? And t- today Golden State and they they're resting like all their main guys and I guess the thing is like do we think at some point Scott Brooks goes this route? And if he doesn't make sense for him to actually even think about doing it?
1: Yeah, I don't that's what's going to be interesting is is do they feel like the guys are worn down, right? I mean, they got to understand where the guys are. We're talking about Wall and Beal, because the other guys' numbers aren't too bad right now. In particular, Gortai's numbers are going down significantly now that Mahimi has gotten better and healthier.
0: I mean, Otto definitely plays 38 minutes. He plays yeah. more or less the same minutes they do.
1: When Bogdanovich took a lot of Otto's minutes uh, for since the All-Star break, since he's come with the team. So I think it's really about Wall and Beal. If you look at the numbers, they're, they're among the highest in the NBA. I mean, I think about last night, for example, the the Sacramento game had Wall, you know, shot gone in, then there's five less minutes for him and Beal right there. It would still have been a, a pretty taxing night, but it wouldn't have been as bad. And, you know, we were talking about this in the pregame show. It's not like this team's putting on a whole lot of effort in the first three quarters when it comes to defense uh, here since the All-Star break uh, ended, because they've just, they've really been kind of casual, and I think tonight's been no different than that, so... I guess it's like how, how stressful the minutes have been on these guys. And I, I think this is where you got to really trust your, your trainers and your medical staff. And I know the Wizards are big into tracking, you know, things now with, with um, you know, they're monitoring their players as well with those, with those uh, things they hook up to them. So that, I guess, you know, could help you there as well. And just, just trusting the guys. Hey, do you need a blow? Are you okay? I mean, how do you feel? Uh, they know how they're supposed to feel going into the playoffs, I think. And if there is that minute – you know, that time where you're locked into a position, then maybe you can pull the guys back and not worry about it if you're comfortable with the seating. But I, I just wonder, Ben, do you think they care if they get to 50 wins? Is that important?
0: I don't know if it's I, – I th- I, you know what? I think it is. I think right or wrong, it's been a topic of conversation because mm-hmm. a couple of years ago – when they got off to that what like twenty two and eight start right, or something, right. and that talk was the fifty win talk was there a lot, and then they faded and finished at what forty six. Yeah, um, I, I think it's a thing. I mean, it may be a silly thing, sure, but I think I think it's I think it's a thing. But I think the bigger thing is they are the two three seed situation right. right now, and the question is is that going to be enough? Like you need to be in that spot, assuming Cleveland's the one, and you have goals on making the Eastern Finals. You got to be that two-three spot. Right now, they've got a little bit of cushion against Toronto. That can change in a week, and I think that to me is the biggest thing. Can they? Ideally, you want the two, because then you have, home, right. you have game seven in the in the conference semifinals. But that is the th- that's the question. I think is at what point do you start sacrificing potential sliding out of the, that situation to make sure that your dudes are good to go in the playoffs?
1: Well, and, and the other thing. Is in this in the Eastern Conference, they still have a chance to actually put the one seed. So, as long as there's things on the table, I think it'll be very difficult to, to sit guys out. I mean, I think there's in a couple weeks, there's a Brooklyn game. Maybe you could maybe you could sit Wad if you felt like you needed a blow, maybe you could sit Brad out in that game, you know, if you felt like you needed a blow. But Brad is in such a good rhythm right now, as is John, that it, it's kind of silly to even, even think of it. I mean, I, I think if we saw Steph Curry. You know, we've seen Steph Curry over the last few weeks. It looks like there's something physically wrong with him, whether they're calling it an injury or not. He's just not Steph Curry, you know. So I could see why Steve Kerr maybe says, you know what, we're, I'm going to pull him out tonight and then, you know, kind of do the Cleveland thing where hey, I'm not going to tax the other guys as well. My other big important players, I'm just going to pull everybody out. So maybe that's what they're doing there, you know. And that works for Golden State because they have a little bit of a pad. They've been in the championship the last two years. they played more games than anybody. So I can kind of understand where they're coming from, but for the Wizards, I just think there's too many things still attainable to even think that. You know, and you got 40 wins right now. You've got to get yourself, you know, keeping in that two or three spot, and maybe even maybe even higher if Cleveland were to slip up. So I can understand why you're you're not really. Going to be worried about counting minutes every night, and you know, like I said, I don't think all the nights, the minutes are all that stressful, even though they're high.
0: What What are you more excited about? The possibility of them getting fifty wins, or that Bell Bib Davo is going to be at the Verizon? Oh, Center Bell Bib DeVoe,
1: obviously. Um, now, you know, fifty wins was pretty cool, though. I mean, seriously, it happened since '79. That would be a, that'd be a pretty good milestone. But I, I think more importantly, I just think the team is set up for playoff success. I actually think they'll be a better playoff team than they are. Right now, I mean, I think they'll even be better in the playoffs, and they can lock in on one team, and they have the days off and get some rest, you know, in between days. I think that that'll be good for them, and they shorten the rotation a little bit more. Even, uh, and I, I just think this team's set up for um, some good for first couple of round matchups. I think they they can beat anybody, and uh, you know, I would like to see them get to conference finals and get a shot at Cleveland again.
0: But just to go back to the important thing, I'm going to warn the podcast people now, yeah. if bet when Bell lives over there Friday night, yeah. the podcast may be delayed that night. Oh, really? Because I'm okay. going to do whatever I have to do because I have to write afterwards. Right. I'm going to go work that out quickly and it'll be, you, don't, you won't want to read what I write. I'm going to work <laughs> that out quickly and then I'm going to go out there and listen to to, to, to all that I stuff. Didn't,
1: um, I didn't, I'm not going to be there. I'm kind of disappointed because I wanted to go see Belle DeVoe, but then... Is that
0: I, one of your nights?
1: Uh, it's one of my nights I'm back here again, so oh. you know, so I can't, I'm not going to be able to do it. So, anyway.
0: Well, that's disappointing. I will, you'll have to live vicariously through me. Oh, well, yeah,
1: I'll read the tweets.
0: I'll try to... It's uh, like the same
1: thing like being there.
0: I'll try to, like, periscope it for you so you can, uh, are you on periscope? No. What is that?
1: Is that like one of those things you turn it and there's different things in your
0: eyeball, or what is that? It's like a live. Oh, I'm thinking a kaleidoscope.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking a kaleidoscope or something like that. Yeah, we're gonna drive by the halftime show is over.
0: We're, we're, we're literally. Doing a we're li- we're do- I swear we don't my, talk like this normally. You want to <laughs> jump in? We're doing my podcast right now. Like, no, I'll just oh, really? look real
1: comfortable I know, sitting will, on yeah. the couch. We've like... had a few weird looks, by the way. Yes. Here, at are we Comcast. talking yes. wizards? Yes.
0: Well, actually, we're talking Bell Biv DeVille. I was saying I'm more excited about that Friday than. Hey. Uh, <laughs> or poison. That's Chris Mooney. Do uh, me, babe, babe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to work, you two. Okay. I'll that. Was that the one for real? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> uh, so that was uh, Chris Miller and Ron Thompson. Just yeah, they just got off
1: the set for halftime.
0: Yeah, uh, I w- and I know I have to let. I gotta let you go back in a, in, in a second. uh the, yeah, but I, you know the look. One thing is, Scott Brooks—he's still trying to figure out all the rotations and figure out what what best he can do. But you're right. When you get to the playoffs, you you basically only go eight nine guys. Yeah. And with Mihimi, Bogdanovich, Brandon Jennings, yeah. The, you know that's going to be either your eight. Jason Smith would my yeah. be the nine. Right. But yeah, but because you have, you always have the day off in the first round, you might have two days off. Right. Because I always have this stupid schedule. It takes forever. That's true. So in theory, at that point, they should be the minute shouldn't be that big of a deal. But you got to get there and put yourself in the best position. So that's going to be the fascinating part down the stretch here.
1: You just got to be careful. I mean, if guys are starting to feel it, you know, especially the legs or anything like that, then you got to pick your spots maybe. But right now, you know, knock on wood, the Wizards have been been healthy, and you know, Beal in particular is the one we always look at because he just he's had uh, so many injury issues in his young career. But he appears to be uh, you know really strong this year, which is which is great. It's, you know, something he did right in the offseason. Obviously, the Wizards did a good job of taking care of him early in the year too.
0: So you're feeling pretty good though? You you, you like what generally speaking this game aside for for all I know I kind of
1: knew this was coming I felt like Well we
0: don't even know but for all we know they're going to have another crazy comeback and and you guys will be going uh, boy what, what a win Right. but generally speaking like one thing I've thought about with this road trip up to this point: they haven't played great. The defense has not no, been the defense great. Defense has been terrible, and yet they keep yeah. winning. Right? And, and some of these games, I'm like, yeah, I know they're going to win, and this has never been the case with this team. Right. Forever, no matter who the opponent was, you're always like, oh boy, any minute this is going to go wrong.
1: Well, we were talking about this the other night. Like, well, what would happen if they were playing Cleveland or somebody else? First of all, they're playing Cleveland or somebody else. The the approach would be better, right? They would they would not kind of come out there lackadaisical early defensively they would be more locked in so I think we've seen them raise their game here uh, you know since a break in bigger games obviously the, the Golden State game was a big one going to Toronto at that time was a big deal and playing the way they did so uh, I think we've seen them raise their game to their opponents but yes they do have a bit of a bad habit playing down the competition and it did, tonight I don't think what we've seen in the first half we can relate to that I think this is more of just fatigue of you know fourth game in five days more than anything else
0: all right, what do you, what happens next? Trey Burke plays at least five minutes in a game, or Kirk Cousins gets traded.
1: Uh, I think the Trey Burke thing is much
0: more likely. Ooh, ooh! I thought you were going to go the other way because
1: I mean, Trey Burke could be five minutes in the fourth <laughs> quarter tonight. So <laughs> Cousins isn't getting traded tonight. So. That,
0: that you know what? That's actually a totally fair, a totally reasonable point. All right, man, I, I will let you go. I know you got work to do. I allegedly. appreciate it. Oh, yeah, allegedly. All right, man. I appreciate it. All right, thanks, man. <laughs>
1: Neal gets open for three. Dagger! drives off the shot. Dagger! Oh.